How's it going everybody? This is Martin Stokes here and this is Dean Scurry and I am a traveller and I am a countryman. Welcome to a traveller and a countryman podcast. podcast. So let's kick off uh, episode 43. What's the story Martin? All good. How's the energy? Uh, bad today, very, very bad. Is it, would Yeah, I don't know why, maybe I didn't get enough sleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to the uh, to the bed? Yeah. Days you get like that. I'm still messing with the whole camper van. Are you, yeah? Yeah. How are you getting on with it? Well, it's moving along slowly, but I like it to be moving faster to the suit. If I wasn't as lazy, we could probably be finished by now. Can I help you with it and get it done? Yeah, stay on my way. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> That's the way to help you. <laughs> <laughs> now could I like I'm, nah. I'm I'm offering my service Not if you don't know anything about camper vans Yeah but I can I can bleed and drill yeah, Screws what, and cut wood you, while, while you're at home Drop a few um, A few stickers Do the logistical work Is it <laughs> <laughs> On your computer Well they're well, they putting aside uh, A bit of travelling On the country man Travelling on the country man On yeah. the road ha, All around the country yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the road again The Dean, the Dean Martin show <laughs> I'd love that That'd be my yeah. dream now To have uh, a camper van with you traveling around the country once a week, rocking up somewhere and recording a podcast. Yeah, that'd be nice, Dean. But again, when you have a wife and kids, like it's, I mean, it's very, very hard to start rocking around the country in a camper van. Like, <laughs> so what are you getting the camper van built for? That's okay. For um, well, I would. I had camper vans in the past, and I used to go off with them, go everywhere. I told you before, I went to Lourdes for five weeks all around France, and I was back in. 2009 well, Could we Could we If you get the camper van Up and running Could yeah. we get the camper van Maybe three or four times a year You can borrow it How about that oh, You yes. borrow it And, and promote our, our podcast <laughs> Martin if you're serious Let's spray it up properly And yeah. I'll get a proper sticker Done on the side of it Yeah Yeah Traveling on a Countryman podcast Probably won't happen Why I don't I can't see it happen anyway For now we'll stick with the studio How about that <laughs> So what have you to do? What's left on the... on the? Um, uh, just uh, basically get some carpet fit into it and then, say, get it re-registered into, as a camper van, basically. So what's done on it? It's a lot done. The beds are done. The dinette is done. The seating is done. So, um, the cooker... The beds, the, as in, there's a double bed. I've seen a double cooker, bed platform. the sink. Yeah, that's all done. Um... It's it's only basic anyway, but... Did you get that little toilet camper out vans of takes a lot, a lot of work. But some camper vans take a lot of work, but um, it depends on what kind of a job you want to do in it, like, you know what I mean? Did you get that little toilet out of Little that I sent you? Uh, no. They had them up there for about 40-odd no. quid? No, fitting uh, basically a permanent one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's not for me, it's just for the next... Uh, and will I have... The uh, next owner. Will I have, like, walls on it? Or? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely, yeah. It'll be private, little private space. It'll be on the roof of the, it'll be on the, roof of the camper. <laughs> There'll be a ladder at the back if you want to climb up to it. <laughs> you can't go. Plus, you can't go when it's moving. Plus, you have to be using that when, when the camper is moving at fifty miles an hour. <laughs> a little, uh, There's a couple of straps there on both sides. You hold on to <laughs> a little bilge pipe out the uh, sides. Yeah, spill it all over the roads. You don't need a flusher. <laughs> oh, uh, that's how you dry yourself as well. You just yeah, stand up there. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, yeah, I'm putting the. Some people now have some campers have showers in them also. So some my, is my use, name still in the hat? Some people use the. Um, they use an outside shower. They have this thing going around like a, like a cover going around the side of it, like a little canopy again. You need plenty of water. You need a yeah, tank. Yeah, they have. They depend on the amount of water you have and what's what 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 tank you have underneath. Are you, are you putting an extra tank in it? I put the tank into it. Yeah. What uh, liter is it? 
Um, well, you can get 100 litres, you can get 50 litres, you can put two tanks of 50 litres, whatever you want. And they made out of... Um, yeah, um, plastic. Plastic, not yeah. aluminium. No, plastic. They're fairly handy, though. But um, Where does that go in your one? Again, I could fix that camper and have it finished the way that I like it, but somebody else might just... When somebody else say, gets it after me then, should they probably re- redo their things? Right? Like, you so know two I mean? questions. Where do you put the water tank? You can put in two places. You can put under the under the bunk, as you call it, or you can put it outside up, up beside the chassis, up underneath. Very good. And then the other question is, is my name still in the hat for the camper van? For the camper van? Yeah. It depends how big of a check you write. Well, let's say I write the full amount. The full amount, sure. If it's the full amount, should we know a hassle than the keys are yours? <laughs> the keys are mine. We're on the road. Uh, so how can there be a quarrel if, the, if you're writing up the full amount? I don't want to call you out on the price, but... No. I'm putting my name in the hat. Yeah. You're welcome, Dean. Thanks you're very the, much. You're the first... Uh, <laughs> you're the first customer to view it. But anyway, for now, it's okay. It's moving along slowly, and we're coming into the winter now again. So will you get it done before the month. end of the summer? It doesn't really matter, because you're not just buying a camper van to hold on to for a month or two, like, you know what I mean? You're, buy, you're not buying it to hold on to it. No, I'm buying it to sell, but if I was if I was buying a camper, chances are I'd hold on to it and get complete summer out of it. But the country man like yourself, probably get 10 years out of it. Whereas myself, I'd probably hold on to something for maybe a year or so, maybe a year and a half sometimes, probably want something different again. Well, you need to practice driving it a couple of times. Now, some people are great because... Did you hear that? They can hold on to things for a long time. Like. I'll need to practice driving it a couple of times. Um, yeah, get your insurance on to it, get your name on the logbook. Oh, happy days. And just transfer it if you bob over. So that's all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> I've opened insurance, we keep it in your yeah. name. <laughs> but um, insurance is actually cheaper them. Yeah. Years ago, when I went to get insurance for a camper van that I had, we um, they work off your private car insurance. So your discount comes, they don't take your bonus away, your, your, your private policy stays the same, but they, it's like your, it's like a reference. Your your private car policy is like a reference towards your motorhome. So back then the insurance like only three, tr- just under 400 they were, which is very, very, That's very great, cheap. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. For getting on the road on a bleeding well, mobile I think, home. Uh, I think the main reason for that was because they know you're not going to use them all year round. Yeah, the likelihood of you being in it, you're only going to be in it six, seven times a year. Yeah, your normal you car, it, you're in it if you went two, off three at, times a day. Yeah, if you went off, as you said, six or seven times in a year, if the whole thing could amount to a couple of months, it'd be, the, it'd be probably the height of it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the risk of you getting involved in a bleeding crash or anything like that. Yeah, well, if you're not driving it, there's no, it, there's no danger. So come here, did you get any feedback of your... Uh, Weatherman news reporter last week. Oh, the news reporter. Man, I'm telling you. I, yeah, RT got on to me. I am telling you. What? When you were doing that, when I was listening back to it, editing it, I, was just t- I just thought, this is Deadly Martin's being creative here. <laughs> you were going into the whole character. I don't know, I don't know where it came from. It's only a bit of fun anyway. But yeah, RT contacted me and asked me, do I want to be a, new re- a news reader for them? Are you going to sign the contract? And then the BBC's, they contacted me the other side. Sky contacted me. So the BBC and RTE are losing I'm all lost. their people. Did you see the one this week, yeah, man? I'm lost for. Um, we get back to that in one second. I'm lost for uh, for, for decisions. For offers. I need to. Uh, <laughs> I need to. I need to decide. I told you this. Where, this um, podcast had paid dividends in a while. So I need to decide which um, which company I'm going to work for. But 
It's just um, just to read out the, the the weather forecast. That's all. For the first time in your life, now, you've got the, options and opportunities. And also, um, it's down to the offers. We're making different types of offers. So, could you be the movie uh, you know the man? Crack. You know the fellow goes. You know the crack. Whichever the biggest offer is, the best one. <laughs> could you be the voice of the movies? Say Irish movies like way down deep in County Cavan. They wouldn't understand me. There'd be two boys. They wouldn't understand. Welcome to the Cavan Connection. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be great at that. Nah, I wouldn't think so, Dean. Honestly, Dean. Sometimes if you if you've, um, if you're having a bit of fun, a bit of crack and laughter, certain things comes out, like say words that you, you don't even realise where it's all come from. But yeah, it's only a bit of fun anyway. So it's the one thing you have to have a bit of slagging and a mess. Like I mean, that's called creativity, Martin. But yeah, but we get around to that later. Hmm. What do you mean? A bit of slagging. <laughs> a bit of slagging. You love it. A little bit of slagging. Uh, yeah, you were going to say something else. So what was that? Um, I was going to say um, all the TV presenters and the newsreaders, like the fella in the UK, he's yeah. uh, he's been um, hauled over the coals. There's a couple of them in the UK being hauled over the coals. Over what? Just for um, their life outside of the presenting. Yeah, uh, is being brought into question. Their private lives. Private lives. Yeah. So Who knows? Yes. Um, like some of them, there's. Yeah, they're just their their personal lives, their their sexuality, all that type of stuff is being brought up. Do you think this has happened because of um, since your man Philip Schofield? Well, he's one of them, exactly. Is he investigated as well? He is. He's one of them, and then there was a why new, are they investigating their private lives? There was a news reader. I think it's because it's like for me. Uh, do you know the actor Kevin Spacey? He's in court now as well. Is he? Yeah. So there's something like seven charges up against him for inappropriate sexual conduct. Why are they doing it? Because people, people go to the police and go, "This happened to me." No, I don't mean that. I don't want to go into them things. Like, what I'm saying is, it's strange how um, is it the the companies they work for? Are they, are they the ones that's investigating these people? Um, no, like I think, I think the, the one the one with the newsreader. Uh, so it's police matters. Then. It's police matters. It's gone beyond that. Uh, the RTE one is not police matters yet, but it could be with with the uh, their finances. Yeah, yeah. Basically, throwing money everywhere. Is that just it? buying bleeding tickets for gigs and flip flops and cars and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, would you reckon Dublin City Council on problems? <laughs> <laughs> you've a bleeding, you've a grab at Dublin City Council. Let that, let, let that bone down, will you? Nah, I'm only joking, honestly. Anyway, it's good to see you. Yeah, uh, the energy's a bit low, is it? Yes, absolutely. Mine's actually good this week. Yeah, it's nice. Like last week, um, I couldn't record. I had a bleeding eye infection. Had an eye infection. What happened to you? I don't know. I just woke up and be bleeding. I wear contact lenses, so my eye was all ir- irritated. So something must have got underneath it. Um, had an eye infection. Had a groin strain, and I was getting over me, the operation on my finger. So I was feeling. I was. Uh, I was licking me wounds and all that last week. Yeah, I just didn't have the energy for it. I know people who got eye infections from, um, literally from sleeping, say, in their rooms now beside a window. If a window is left open a little bit right there, whatever it is that the breeze, certain breeze, like, like a draft in the in the eye or something, and it can cause an eye infection. Um, also, I know people who, if they're driving the car, say if the window's down a little, di- little distance, that if it's, say we're driving now 60, 70 miles now, and that little bit of breeze hitting you in the eye without realising it the whole time. There's a little, whatever. Can cause. A little foreign object going can into cause, your eye. Same thing can cause an eye infection. I've no pe- I know people that it actually happened to. 
sounds strange, like where a breeze or a... But then again, it'd be classed like a draft, wouldn't it? I seen there was a little bit of uh, building up in uh, up on your bay. Uh, yeah, nice job, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice job. We took down the front wall and built a nice uh, a nice driveway on the on the front. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Let's send a lot of light into the place also. Yeah, but I was busy doing all them bits. And remember when we missed out on the podcast last few weeks? Yeah. That was sort of part of the thing as well, like, you know. Busy start now. You have a lot. I'm doing other bits and pieces. Loads of other bits and pieces. You have a lot in your plate. When, I don't. I don't really have, appreciate or, or realize how much you have in your plate. When you, you don't. No. How much I have. Yeah. I don't think you do. Yeah. But I don't complain about. it. I just get on with it. And I mean, as fellas said, plow through it. I'm sure there's loads of people out there the same way. What's the use of complaining anyway? Because nobody listens. <laughs> so you might as well just get on with it. <laughs> So we're in there. We're in a different venue today, and I shown Martin around. Uh, there's a recording studio here. Yeah, it's actually nice. And um, on your behalf, right? Yeah. Now, if you don't want me to do this, uh, I can take it out. But on your behalf, I'm reaching out into the world. Is there anybody out there who's interested in playing some music, a bit of guitar for Martin? Because I'm. Uh, he wants to record some beautiful singing. Some songs. You know, you've heard them over the last oh, couple of... There'll be of a time for that. There'll be a time for that even when I learn to sing, please, God. I just want to apologise to anybody that had to listen to that. It's, it's actually it's actually sounds great, but I think yeah. it'd be nicer with a guitar over in a studio. Yeah, but you pick, need to... Pick you up need, top favourite songs. There's two things you need. Well, there's a lot of things you need, but there's two things you need for definite. Is, number one, you need to know how to sing. Number two, you need to have that energy for it. But maybe with a bit of practice or a bit of rehearsal, you never know what might happen in the future. If you get it done before your uh, your next birthday, four and fifty, yeah, please God. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say before and forty. <laughs> so yeah, Dean, you know, you know what, what will happen. We look into it and see how things goes. Yeah. What would you sing? What were the songs? Ah, uh, just, just um, a lot. I've heard of loads of songs. Doesn't mean I can sing them. Loads and loads. I like a bit of country. Do you know what I've what I've passed if a lot of people? Well, not a lot of people doing, but. I pass here the people taking all the all the country song country, all the country songs, the countryman song, and turning them into reggae. Absolutely beautiful. All these say reggae stars now, and they're, trying, they're taking the country songs now because obviously they're running out of songs, and they're uh, recording them in a reggae with a reggae sound with a reggae vibe of it. Lovely, absolutely lovely. You know who done a reggae album? Eddie Murphy. A reggae album, didn't yeah. he? It's cracker. You know Eddie Murphy, the yeah, actor, comedian? Yes. He has an amazing yeah. singing voice. I never knew that. Do you know who's a singer also? And, you, and I never knew it. Jackie Chan. He has like 20 albums. You're talking about... The actor, Jackie Chan. No. The other one, Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> That's his older sister. Yeah, he has uh, <laughs> He has 20 albums out in his own country. Oh no, no. In his own language, basically. Are you joking me? No, I'm serious. That's dead. He has 20 albums recorded. Because when he speaks English, it's a little bit... Yeah, a bit, but he's, he gets a hard time trying to speak it. Yeah, it's a hard time. He's like me, he can't speak English. He's <laughs> <laughs> 20 help, Martin, how did you find that fact out? Um, I, do, I do go through the biography channels... And getting all these life stories about different people. I'm very, very interested Jackie in... Jackie Chan's a good one. He's good, yeah. I'm very interested in um, in life stories. Well, let's put it this way. It's one way of gaining knowledge about people, isn't it? So, um, yeah, all the film stars or the singers, the actors, you name it. I always go into the, 
Like, I mean, when I say always, if I sit down at all to watch a bit of television, which is rarely, but I'll go into the, go into the biographies about people's life stories. And everybody has a life story. Who's your favourite? Um, well, I can't say I have a favourite because I watched, um, I've watched the life stories of Hank Williams, say, numerous times. Um, then you have George Jones, these country singers. You have Vernon Oxford, you have Charlie Pride, all of these good singers. There's lots of more. Um, now, they'd be singers. Then you'd have the Dean Martin. That's a good story. Obviously, he's a, just coincidence like Dean Martin, but... That's who I'm, I told you that's who I'm named after. He's a good... Um, he has a good story, yeah. Very good story. What about a story that you like? People loved him. Um... See, a lot of them have the similar stories where, let's say, they fall down and they get up again. And they fall and they get up again. Some of them just, when they, when they fall, let's say, they're down and out. But no, the, good, the, good, the greats would have, um, as I said, get back on their feet and do what they know. Probably what they feel inside is best, like, you know what I mean? Well, recently we had a couple of greats, uh, Tina Turner. Yeah, that's right. And uh, old Christy Dignam. What I noticed about all that, yeah, poor Christy from Fingers, yeah. God rest him. He was a god, he was a legend. Yeah. Sure, everybody, everybody loved Christy, sure. Everybody. What I noticed about a lot of them, a lot of the film stars, uh, say singers, whatever, actors, you name it, footballers, look, there's lots of different types of talents out there through the world. And if you go into their, if you go into their biographies, yeah, of course, just their life stories they're telling, basically, or someone else is telling it about them. Um, every one of them seemed to have hard times. Now, they had plenty of money, big fancy houses, fancy cars, jewellery, you name it. But somehow or another, there was always something there that caught them and brought them down. I end up then, you end up, well, I do anyway, I end up actually feeling sorry for them because their lives are literally taken away by stardom, basically. And you'd wonder after watching the Elvis one, how much is that is their choice and yeah. how much is that is Yeah, their... so his life was like uh, completely, how would I say it? It was ruled by somebody else, if you like, basically, worse but, than that. But part of their magic is all that stuff that drags them down as well. Yeah, well, you see, it's, a, it's like, um, it's like saying no, it's like they don't want to say no to the fame to their money, to have everything they get used to. They don't want that to stop. They want that to, it's like, um, it's like a merry-go-round. They want that to keep going, going, going. And what I've noticed them with a lot of, now I do look at a lot of, a lot of biographies, and, what I notice is that, a lot of them when, say for instance, when they get turned down on, parts of like, films or whatever they're into basically they seem to get depressed out of it like there's um, Ricky Hatton the boxer everybody loved him absolutely everybody still loves him because of the kind of character that he was and of course he made millions millions and millions and millions he was, a top, he was at the top of the ranks basically in his weight and he won he won a couple of different world he became a two time world champion in different weights. And what happened was then he fought 
he fought Money Mayweather for America. He was at the top of the ranks this stage, right? But he Mayweather beat him, didn't he? So you had two good boxers now up against each other, yeah? And then it sort of um it sort of brought him down to a level of that he that he couldn't cope with. Because he went in there fully thinking that he could beat Mayweather. But he was obviously too experienced, way too experienced. Although the two of them were world class boxers. Your man was just a different class. Anyway. So that sort of brought him down to a level where he couldn't kind of cope with. And then after a while, he sort of came back to himself. And then he fought Manny Pacquiao. Now, and the same story, he's, he um, beat him. No, he actually had one. No, he got one fight. In between where he, where he fought Mayweather, he had another, he, he had another fight, whatever length of time later, yeah? And he won that fight. So it sort of gave him a boost again, didn't it? Brought him back on the ranks again, kind of, yeah? But um, it was from Manchester. Then he took up a fight with Manny Pacquiao, and he beat him. And it brought him right down to zero again. Couldn't cope with it. Went into depression. Fell out with his father and mother, who, who which he absolutely adored. Everything about him was his father and mother. Um, his missus fell out with his missus uh, wasn't getting to see his kids as much and basically he tried to commit suicide five times wow yeah, five times and then what happened he couldn't accept the fact that he lost these two fights because he felt he felt like he let his fans down. But even though he got paid, because they're in the he got millions. In the, he got, the business of boxing. No, he got millions, but that wasn't it. It was more than, at this stage, it was more than just the money for him, wasn't it? Because I was looking at AJ's about to fight in a couple of weeks. That's right. And he's had a couple of losses. We all thought he was going to be, he was invincible until he lost. And he had a little bit of a reality check. But I think what he said the other day was, yes, I win. Yes, I lose. But I'm in this as a business. Yeah. So we all win and we all lose. Absolutely. But once it's putting bread on the table, so I think it's changing now it in, is. in, in that to, world. To get millions out of it, but the point about it is then they take it personal also. They can't, they, it becomes to a stage where they can't, um, they can't accept a loss basically. And then that's where the pressure, the pressure hits them. And I was looking at another fella, my girlfriend was listening to an interview. I'm not sure who it was. I think it was a podcaster. Gary Neville does. And he was interviewing this football fella. And this football fella for the last, say, seven or eight years had fallen off. You know what I mean? He was a really good player and he was falling off. So um, subsequently subsequently he went into drug rehab because he was getting addicted to sleeping pills. Right. Because, uh, you know, initially they take sleeping pills to, to sleep and then you take them to bleed and stay, to stay awake, to then. stay awake, to live. But he's just said, most people will never understand the pressure that we're under. Yeah. He said, the money is great and the lifestyle is great, but we were just not built for that amount of pressure, that amount of eyes on you, that amount of, you know, people bigging you up and putting you down at the same bleeding time. It's something that, it's part and parcel of the game. But I yeah. think personally, you have to get to a point where you can, not take that that shit serious 
Yeah. And just let it let it roll off you. Yeah, but it's always in saying that, but what about these guys who are busy every single day doing this all their lives, but more or less? I think it's something to do with um like we're talking about your man losing his fight. He lost he lost that fight, so basically he he was brought to a low lower level by force. But if they retire from their own free will or just give up what they're doing, they'll be boxing or singing or football or whatever. The chances are that they're 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 going to live happier lives. But if they if they're uh, if they're forced out of what they're doing all their lives, I think that's what could cause a depression for them. Because so your man, the BBC news presenter in the UK, is now in hospital. Um, I think like. I think he's had a, a like a, a mental breakdown, a nervous breakdown. Right. You know what I mean? Because he can't take the pressure. Because people are analysing his personal life mm. and all the eyes are on him and he's like, there's no separation between the, because, the life in front of the camera and the life behind the camera. Yes. And we think that, like AJ or like um, that footballer, you know what I mean, that... that that we own these people, that we we own all part of their lives it's because like, they're um, celebrities and we're celebrating them that we have ownership over them. That's right. It's like um, it's like when all power is took from them, they can't cope, they can't handle it. And it becomes too much. It's more than, uh, probably more than what a human mind can can take. And it's, it's, it's a possibility. That's why so many people, like there's, there's lots of... Um, there's lots of film stars, singers, footballers, you name it. They just disappear off the scenes. They don't want to be recognised no more. They don't want to be talked about or seen or heard of. And that has happened to a lot of uh, a lot of famous people, basically. And then you get other people burning the candle at both ends up until the inevitable, like Elvis. Yeah. That, that they've signed the they've signed the deal with whoever, themselves, you know, a business, the devil or whoever. That's right. And they're in and there's no getting out. That must be a, wow, that must be a pressure, a pressure pot, you know what I mean? Obviously it has to be, it has to be pressure when it's taken over their lives completely. And then you have some of them then, so they, if they have kids, they don't see, they don't get to see them growing up because they're, um, they'll be on tour all over the world for sometimes maybe 16, 18 months non-stop. All these famous uh, people again. So basically, by the time they get home, uh, some of them will fly fly their families out once in a while for to, to see them, but, but it still means that you're not seeing their family growing up, are you? So for what price fame? Uh, for no price, because it's not worth any money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And one of the things, especially like with music now, because we're not buying music. Mm. Like, when's the last time you actually bought a CD or you bought a record? We don't um, do it. You years pick them ago. up at charity shops, maybe at the most. Yeah. I've, I've a, a black plastic bag in in my house there with five hundred CDs. Yeah, you don't buy them. No. So those artists have to get out on the road. It's all on the it's all on the phone now, isn't it? The the, the YouTube basically. But when, when, what I'm saying is, how do they earn their money? They have to get out on the road. They have, they have to, go, to be yeah. away. They have to be away from their family. They don't now. have a choice. Because it's what it's what they signed their lives up to, but yes, for to for to pay the bills, they have to go whether they like it or not. I was looking at a documentary there about Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. You ever watched a film of Richie Valens, La Bamba? La Bamba, yeah, lovely, interesting film. And I was watching a documentary where the Big Bopper. He was a he was a big. <laughs> That's my new nickname for you, <laughs> the yeah. Big Bopper. He was um <laughs> he was a DJ for years. 
back in the 1960s, basically. And there's three of them and one other, I think it was Willie, Willie Nelson. I think it was Willie Nelson. I'm not sure. I know it was one of them singers anyway. And they flicked a coin for the seat to enter the plane. And with, with, um, with Richie Valens, he was only 17 years old. And he was only eight months on the scene. And he had two, he had one number one hit and he had another, another top ten hit. So basically he came instantly famous like. And when he, uh, when they flicked the coin, he won it. So he won the seat in a small, little jet, small plane. Little propeller plane. Little small plane that holds four people. So three, three of them were the singers. And then the, the driver, the pilot of the plane was only 21 years old. And didn't have no experience for this type of a plane. Because the, 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 um, when he passed his license, it was like, um, let's say a more modern plane, if you like. So the plane they went to was in an older plane. So it was all different. Um, all the controls. The instruments, the panel, everything was all different. And basically, he flew it anyway. And the weather also was, the weather conditions was bad. And this young driver wasn't, um, he wasn't experienced enough for this kind of weather. And the plane hit a storm, crashed and killed all of them together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look at that film about Richie Valens. It's very interesting. But there's something about that, um, about those uh, biographies, about those stories that you like where they're up against it. You know what I mean? And something happens. I'm telling you now, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sad stories involved where like marriages got broke up. Some of them went depressed. Some of them got broke, completely broke and had no way out or, or no. And then some of them ended up owing millions. Why are you intrigued by that? I don't know. I just have this, uh, I have this fascination about people's life stories. But then I have a bit of sympathy for them as well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's in something in it, there's of, something in yeah. it that, that hooks you back in. Yeah, I could literally, I'm not saying I do it, but if I was left alone, I could literally <laughs> sit there for 12 hours. This is Martin's fantasy holiday. Literally 12 hours watching all these documentaries. Three weeks watching. Now, I've never, ever done it. I probably, at the most, I've watched them for an hour, an hour and a half. And that wouldn't be every day either, like, you know but what I mean? But they, they, the way they're told, because I remember watching them when I was a kid, the way they're told, they kind of lure you in. They do, yeah. They show you, they sell you the big picture, the big story, and then they say, but, yes, there's secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's always, there's always, uh, as I said, everybody has a story. And that's the way it is there now. So, back to the weather, Dean. This, this rain is, huh? what do you think about the rain in the days, Dean, yeah? I was saying to a girl uh, upstairs where we're, we're recording, I said, at the moment they're having a heat wave in the south of Europe and North right. Africa, right? Yes. 45, 47, 50 degrees. I'd say they'd love a bit of bleeding rain. We're blessed here with the rain. Um, We are, yeah, being honest about it. We're blessed with every day, thanks be to God. Um, I find a lot of people complaining about rain. Now, I don't know why. I tell you depends. what, if it didn't rain for two years, you'd be complaining. With no spuds. There'd be no nothing. <laughs> There'd be no bleeding strawberries. There'd be no nothing at all, you're right. Um, but also, it depends on what kind of jobs people are into, what they work at. Because, in all honesty, if you're working outside and you need to get something done and it starts raining, what do you do? 
Are you going to complain? You put you put on the bleeding the, the overalls and yeah, you get out into it. Well, you do. Uh, some people will. Some people won't. I just sort of give the up. Guards don't, the guards don't get out in what's called clement weather. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So if you want to drive on a bus line, do it when it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean they're not out. If they're not out in the rain, doesn't mean they're not out on the road. No, they won't be out. They won't be out at all. I've never seen a guard. Try this, right? When you're driving around, if it's raining... See, do you see a guard? In, uh, like, I have definitely to say, not walking. No, I have to say, I've seen guards in the rain, yeah. 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 I've often come, up, come right up behind me, so <laughs> whether it's raining or not, they I remember I'd done a thing. I had a mask on. It was driving, Halloween. Dri- driving on the bus lane. On the bus lane. <laughs> no, I was driving. I was driving. It probably was a bus lane, actually. But I had a mask on. I was wearing the mask in the car. Right. And I pulled up to the lights. And this car pulled up beside me. And he kind of wagged his finger at me. And I was looking at him like, who's this Phil think he is? And he took out his badge guard. like that. It was an undercover guard. <laughs> what was he telling you to do? off he the said, mask? take the mask off. Serious? Yeah, I was wearing the mask for Halloween, bleeding, thinking oh, I was... Oh, sorry. I, was, I, thought, I thought I was in times of COVID. No, not one of like this is a full face mask. So what happened when you took it off? You got a shock, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Put the mask back on." <laughs> oh my god! So we went out the other night. Uh, it was raining. It was about eight o'clock, and it was lovely. It was like thundering and lightning. Uh, that I, kind of just before thundering and lightning. I you know love, that bit? Oh, I love like that. The hour before it. I love but it. But I went for a swim, and it was pissing down rain. I went for a swim in the sea. How'd you get wet? Uh, I was wet before I even got in the water. Up at Giles's Key. Uh, in the Cooley Mountains I jumped in and what I love about it is it's raining now it's warm but the rain is splashing up off the seawater and right. you're in it oh my god there's something special about it but my mate told, my mate told me to be careful because he said he knows fellas who went out swimming yeah. during a thunderstorm and they got struck by lightning and every blade of hair fell off their body yeah yeah like boom bald everywhere straight away but to luckily they wouldn't kill them wouldn't they <laughs> yeah, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Head to toe baldness. And do you go out there swimming in on your own? Yeah, I'd go out swimming out me on my own. Yeah. Would you tell anybody that you're going out there or anything? No, like no. Do you not feel no danger at all involved out there? No, there's no real danger in it. Do you not think like seriously? Now, come on. If you're going to a place like that in a thunderstorm and you're ready to jump into the sea, is it not best to let somebody know? Phone, phone the Coast Guard or text somebody. No, just a simple text saying, I'm going to such a place now, I'm, I'm going somewhere here. No, I'm all right. I don't find that um, that dangerous. I do it like... Would you advise people now if they were doing that, what would you say to them? I would say enjoy your swim. Would you say like, let someone know where you're going kind of? No. Serious? Yeah. Wouldn't, that wouldn't cross my mind at all. So you're still tick? Like I was... <laughs> do you call me tick? Yeah. Why? For, for, for the reasons you just answered there now. I remember I'd be going swimming out in the High Rock in March or something like that, and people would be ringing me going, be careful, they're saying there's a storm on the bleeding news and all this. And you still go? And you'd go out there and you'd be going, right, I'm just going for a swim here. Yeah, there'd be a little bit of bleeding, a little bit of waves, but it's grand. People do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do now, if, f- it gets a bit, if it gets a bit nuts, like, you you know, you know when to call it. Get out of there. But do you not find your swim harder than all? Yeah, I enjoy it. I actually enjoy when there's a big swell, when there's big oh, yeah. waves. Yeah. Wouldn't you get used to it? So my brother came down with me once and it was all swelly and he um, he got knocked against the rocks, right? Yes. So it was a couple of weeks went by and he came back down and he said, I'm ready to go again. And I said to him, look out there. And there was a little um, seagull sitting on the water. Yeah. Right? And the seagull was just going with the wave up and down like that. 
it was rough enough, like, but the seagull was just chilling out. The seagull wasn't ringing anybody going, I'm going out for a blade and swim. So if it was all right for the seagull, I was saying to him, just be like the seagull, just chill out in the water and relax and everything will be grand. The more you panic, the more that you're going to get into trouble. If you relax and just go with the swell, go with the waves, right. you'd be brand new. So if the seagull asks you to fly, could you fly? <laughs> if the seagull asked me to fly, no. Because it was alright with him Why was that alright with you <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean huh? The sea is full of bleeding animals I think that's a very bad description to tell you the No that's a perfect description It was okay for a seagull yeah. To go out in the middle of the sea <laughs> Yeah It's okay for it a human being wasn't out in the middle of the sea now We well, were right beside the coast on. It's okay for a human being to do it is it Yeah if I was on so a boat danger, the Tell me what I'd... danger would the seagull be in Say again What danger would the seagull be in well, in What the middle? danger would I be in Listen, I'll get to that question in one minute. What danger would the seagull be in the middle of the sea? He might... Um, he swims and he flies. That's the only two things he does in his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has it down to his he. Yeah. That doesn't make it safe for a traveller. Well, I can a, swim. That doesn't make it safe for a traveller. Sorry for a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I can swim. To go out there. Yeah. I know you can swim, but maybe not everybody can swim. Did you just say your brother was uh, a little bit... Sort of weary about it kind Yeah of. he was absolutely weary about it And you talked him into Listen to the seagull <laughs> I said look at the seagull Look at the, the seagull seagulls are relaxed Listen to the seagull Everything's going to be okay <laughs> Everything's going to be grand stop, So was this seagull big stop, enough Stop catastrophizing it Yeah Was this seagull big enough To pick him up <laughs> If he was going down yeah And, and throw him back out on the sand I love where your creative uh, head goes I just can't understand How you can actually advise a person To go in there I'm scared to go in But don't worry about it the seagull is okay. You're going oh, to be okay. I didn't say he was scared now. I wouldn't be afraid of it. Well, not you. Oh, him, yeah. Your yeah, opponent. Yeah. <laughs> Me brother. <laughs> yes, your brother. So uh, you you made him feel good then, did you? Because the seagull, everyone was okay with the seagull. So now when he goes in, he's he, all relaxed. Does he look out for the seagull? <laughs> uh, yeah, but he'd just be telling other people now. Yeah, watch out for the seagull. He'd just go and act so like the So what happens if the seagull is not there when you go for a swim? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the guidance? Where's the direction? Huh? I love how your head goes. <laughs> You're picturing the seagull there and all that. one thing, you wouldn't be my teacher for swimming, I can tell you that now. Just look out for Man, the seagull. You came down the beach with me a couple of weeks ago. You wouldn't out. even paddle your I'd feet. Be looking, I'd be looking out. Where's Dean? I don't mind the seagull. Where, <laughs> where's Dean? But yeah, some people love swimming and that's what you like doing, Dean. So, as a fella said, whatever keeps you happy, whatever floats the boat, is it? Swimming. I like a bit of swimming, but only in the pool. Now, I have went swimming in the beach, but only in the summertime, like. And I wouldn't be going out very far either. Probably, maybe shoulder height. And that's enough for me. Would you get the head under? No, not really. I'd just swim back out again. I'd, I, what I would, I'd go, I'd go out the distance, about shoulders, probably. Sort of chest, like. And then I'd swim, instead of going out any further... I'd swim up and down that in that parallel. That part parallel, yeah. A kind of uh, that kind of a swim now, that's what I'd be doing. You'd be a bit afraid of the water though, would you? No, but I've seen people going out there for literally I won't say miles, but gee, a long, long way out. Till you can't till you can't see them no more. Yeah, but they'd know what they're doing. Like there's people who swim the channel and all, they, they know what they're doing. Probably would, but like there's a lot of good swimmers who know what to do and uh, when the weather gets bad, it can be very, very dangerous. Like why um how would I say this? Number one, there's lifeguards there. Number two, there's people who take a lot of training into this. But they're also told um, in in very bad weather conditions, don't go out there. But you, again, you have to, you just have to do it. So do you not think you're leading people out in the wrong or leading people astray there? Do you remember that one that was on the news? There was, was a that? fella down in Salt Hill in Galway jumping off the um, 
the diving boards down there and the waves. I'd say the waves were 20 foot high. Yeah. And he was being scolded on the news going, look at this fucking idiot. I mean, your woman, remember your woman coming out, don't go out in the weather. <laughs> remember who? Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. That yeah, was all yeah. over the news, sir. No unnecessary journeys. It was and around she, that time. But she was out in the weather and got blew <laughs> she away. She was in the middle of it. <laughs> blew away. There was no one to tell her to go out in the weather. <laughs> <laughs> she was telling the rest of us, yeah. act like the seagull. She got blew away. <laughs> Watch out for the seagull. So, um, Dean, yeah, I was looking at something there, well, sort of earlier on, like where some, some man, he's like 60 years old and he takes... He takes 61 pills a day to stay young and, of course, eats lots of veg. What would you think of that? Um, I think to stay young thing, I would say he's probably doing to stay healthy. No, to stay young. Sorry, young looking. Stay young looking. Right, yeah. To look young, yeah, to look younger. In other words, not to be aging in a sense where obviously he's going to age, but he's all birth is going to stay the same way anyway. But uh, yeah, to look uh, to look young. What would you think of that? Sixty-one pills a day. Um, it sounds like it's a lot. I I would take a number of different pills. I was only having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. I was trying to encourage her to take vitamin D. Yeah. Uh, and my mate was talking to me about uh, iodine drops. So I would take like vitamin D. Uh, what else? A few different things. Cod liver oil tablets. So I take of of a morning while I'm having my breakfast. I'd probably take about. Eight pills. Serious? Yeah. Now, and I'd eat reasonably healthy as well, you know what I mean? Porridge, bananas, bladen eggs, right. avocados, whatever, you know? So what's your problem then? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> you look very rough, so... I'm bad looking, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing too bad, actually. <laughs> no, but seriously, imagine taking 61 pills in a day for, for the science day. Yeah, you're taking them all at once. Young looking. You're taking them all at once. It's I don't big... know how it is, but I tell you one, it has to be dangerous. Do you think? I think so. It yeah. depends on what they are. Well, what can they be? They're not sleeping tablets. No, obviously not, yeah. So they could be like, you could take, 10 of them could be vitamin D tablets. Right. Right? You could have five cod liver oil tablets. Mm. So you're up to 15 already there. What else? Vitamin C. All the stuff that you're not getting from the food. Because a lot of the food that we eat now is really processed. Or it's, all this, or it's, it's all genetically these, modified. There's all these things now in, in vegetables and say fish and that like. So there used to be. So carrots that you would have ate when you were a young fly yeah. are not the same as the carrots now. They look the same on the outside. But yeah. what's inside them, their genetic makeup is not the same. No? No, no, no. And they don't even taste the same. So if you go to countries, I remember going to South Africa and I went with my nephew and somebody handed him an orange and there was pips in the orange, right? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't I don't eat oranges with pips in it. And the South African kids were like, what do you mean? All oranges, all fruit like that has pips in it. And he was going, not where we live. And I'm saying that's because the fruit that you eat is genetically, modified. genetically modified. And it doesn't have the nutrition and the minerals and the vitamins in it that, the, that was there 50 years ago. Right, yes. So that outfit that you're talking about, who's taking supplements, yeah. minerals and vitamins, he's taking that into his diet because it's not in the field anymore. Right. But he he's taking it for one reason, is to stay young looking. Basically. I think he's doing it personally, to, that's what I said at the start, he's doing it to stay healthy, to get those minerals and vitamins into you. Because if they're not in it, the body needs it. So do you think it. now everything is genetically modified these days? I think that there, there obviously are places where... There is organic food, but I think most of the food that most of us eat in yeah. most of the shops yes. that's mass produced or mass sold is yes. genetically modified. Yes, 100%. Right, and 
what about all these um all these pills that he's taking? Yeah, whatever pill. Well, I don't know what pills they are, but I'm just saying. Suppose they're genetically modified in some way. Is um, it possible that some of them are like synthetically made pills? Just yeah, but look, vitamin D is vitamin D. Yeah, but how do we know? Cod not, liver oil is cod liver oil. How do you know it's not interfered with? Uh, how is, do you know it is interfered with? No, 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 no. I'm not saying it is. I said, oh, how do okay, we here's, know here's that it's not? Here's one of the reasons I know, because that industry is very well regulated, yeah? And on the side of the packet, it tells you exactly, down to the bleeding microgram, exactly what's in it. So is it, it just one industry that does all of this, yeah? Is it? Well, the food industry does a lot of... Um, there's a lot of covering up and lying. Like so, is these um, is these um, I'm not saying the vitamin industry don't or the supplement industry doesn't do a lot of lying, but the food industry does a lot of lying, a lot right, of covering fair up. Enough. So, but is this um, this what you call supplementary uh, industry? Yeah, supplement industry is um, are they not classed as food? Although yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think some becomes under the same banner. It's not really medical. It's more yeah, food and supplements. Yes. Well, if it's a supplement, it should be classed as a food, shouldn't it? Possibly, Even yeah. though it's in a, in a and, tab. And, and, and in that, then, there is room for them to tell a little white lie about what's in the thing that they're selling. Right. So, suppose you're taking 15, uh, say, 15 tablets a day, and they're supplements, yeah? And suppose these 15 doesn't amount up to one, one genuine supplement. But they tell you on the side the strength yeah, of but you tell you, they tell you everything. They tell you everything to, to sell this stuff because you don't get them free anyway. You have to so pay there for you them. go. It's a, it's about it's like where you get your news. Where do you get your supplements? If you get it for somewhere that's rep, reputable and you can go back to them and go, hold on a minute, you said there was fifty milligrams in that and there's only ten milligrams. You know what I mean? Yes. But if you're buying it off the internet from bleeding, whoever, yeah, coming in from uh, you know any any part of the world, I think that you have less less recourse. You know what I mean? Like so if, you, if, you were buying, if you were buying tires off a fella, you'd want to be able to go back to them if they were shoddy. Yeah, would, but sometimes now a lot of stuff is done through, um, done through, through foreign countries. Or a lot of the stuff comes through foreign countries. So who do you go back to? You complain to the, you go to, to uh, if you buy the chemist, you go to the chemist. Then they tell you, right, we've got to contact the firms. And the firms contact, yeah, we have to contact the So makers. you're relying on the chemist to be reputable. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. That I'm saying is, where would you go? Where would you go? Where would you buy it in a shop or a chemist? If you were buying a supplement, where would you buy it? So there's different shops. So there's a bit, there's a reputable enough one that we all know about. It's called Holland and Barrett. Yeah, right. Come on. If I was buying stuff, I generally go in there because the prices aren't too bad, and you can generally Holland get what and you Barrett. want. Right. Suppose then you bought uh, whatever, just say, and you uh, you sort of discovered that there's something not right about this. Just supposing. And you went back to the shop where you bought them, yeah. Will they deal with that straight away, or will they go back to the firm or the factories that makes them, or whatever country they came from? I would imagine that they value their business and they value their customer. I'd they, imagine they, they do. They, yes, they deal with it. I'd imagine they do. But is is there is there a really and truly any proof that some of these supplements are not genetically modified? Um, Does anyone even know that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I oh. I, I would imagine that. Um, Whatever way they produce them, they're doing it to make the most money out of it. Because they're not they're not producing them for nothing. They're not producing Obviously. them for the for the for the, for, yeah, the but, for the good of it. Yeah, but, but this piles back to the one to the one thing first of all. Where um people don't eat certain foods because they're genetically modified and then 
they take supplements to replace what's not in the food. The vitamins not in the foods, but if the supplements are genetically modified, isn't it the same thing? I don't know. We're not I, saying they are. I'm just saying if, yeah, if it's, I don't know if, 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 they, if they if they can be if the supplements. It's something that I haven't looked into. Maybe let's look into it. And, I don't uh, know. I'm not going to really look into it, Dean. I'm just like um, speculating. Just, just yeah, curious. Yeah, curious. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that whole industry has people who are doing genuine stuff. Yeah, and people who are like everything dodgy yeah. stuff and selling dodgy old yolks, selling things that don't even work, selling sugar dressed as you know what I mean. Yeah, vitamin bleeding. Zed, like it's like um, if you have if you have a good uh, big company now and, uh, and this company has a big reputation, doesn't mean like when they're halfway down the line that they can swing a few little bits around. Like you know what I mean? No. What I mean is like um, right. First of all, starting off, they're going to give you the best. Ten years down the line, look at we're giving them too much for their money here. So that's like Coca Cola. Coca Cola used uh, to put cocaine yeah, in Coca Cola. Right. Ten years down the line, they're going to say, hold on, let's go, we're giving them too much of the money here. Let's swing this a little bit. Uh, put a bit of that into it there, and that'll, they won't know the difference. Take a, huh? what, what do they call that in the drug dealing game? That they, they... No, we're not talking about drugs now. No, 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 but it is the same thing. They mix they mix something else in. What was the story with Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola? Yeah. Now, you said we're not talking about drugs, but I am going to talk no, about drugs. Talk about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola used to put cocaine in Coca-Cola. When they started off first. Yeah, Coca. To make Co- it Coca leaf, yeah. Did people know what they were buying? That was in America, is that right? That was in America, but then they branched out around the whole world. Yeah, it's one of the biggest yeah. companies in the world. And does it still happen? No. <laughs> no, they don't put cocaine in Coca-Cola because there wouldn't <laughs> be a bleeding, there wouldn't be a shell for Coca-Cola left Absolutely. in the country. Absolutely. But they put another very addictive thing in it. Do you know yeah. what it is? Uh, cola. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> cola. Right, go on. If you want to talk about supplements and drugs, sugar is is uh, sugar is the one that we're all sold in everything. In everything, you're right. Absolutely everything. That's processed sugar as well. Like um, like Lucasade there, about two years ago, they took the sugar out of the Lucasade. And it, now I don't drink a lot of Lucasade, but I would drink an odd one, right? But they took the sugar out of it completely. Um, when I say completely, they took probably 80 to 90% of it out. And the Lucasade tasted absolutely different but today the Lucasade tastes now like it used to taste so they're probably doing the same thing again putting the whatever they took out of it put the back into it or they'd find an alternative they'll find I think there's a thing I don't know if it's called saccharin or something like that but there's a there's a sugar alternative yeah, in yeah. America that they have I think that they recently banned it's possible that the alternative is probably worse than That's what I'm saying. Than, I think they've before. recently banned this. They said this is causing more bleeding health problems than originally. Do you know that, ener- that new energy drink? Uh, what's his name? Is Your mate Prime. makes it. Prime. Paul Logan. Yeah. Or Logan Paul. Yeah, well, he's one? after launching an energy drink there about a year ago. And all the young people, all the young kids, basically, literally got addicted to it, if you like. Especially around America, but it's all over the world now. And just last, say... Two weeks ago, they're after uh, calling the, all these drinks back and they're launching a big investigation into it because uh, the addictive part, again, as you said earlier on, sugar, there's five times the amount of sugar in it than what there was in an ordinary energy drink. And here, we demonize drug dealers, but these fellas are making billions. Well, they get away with it in different ways, don't they? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. So it's well, not great, but they get away with it. But if you were going to do it, if you were going to be a gangster billionaire, you'd yeah. sell people sugar. Yeah. 
But um, that's what happened anyway. They called all the dr- these drinks back. And as far as I know, these drinks would cost like 15 euros a bottle. Ah, uh, people are prepared to pay stupid amounts of money. Sick and disgrace. But it's kids that are falling for it. It's the kids that are... Suckers! Kids, kids shouldn't be drinking at all, but they're the ones that um, get addicted to it. But it's probably like everything. They're going to find ways of of, uh, of selling what they want to sell, and that's it. So... But anyway, about um about um the vitamins and the sixty one tablets a day, I wouldn't mean they'll find it. ways of selling them. Yeah, they'll find people who want to buy them. They'll sell a dream to somebody going. If you take A, B, and C, you live faster, live tougher, live stronger. Yes, but I think there's a balance in it. I take an, uh, a handful of vitamins and minerals and supplements, um, stuff that doesn't naturally occur in my body that I need, or stuff that doesn't is not in the food that I'm eating. So I'd be very aware of what I put into my body. I wouldn't be doing it to try and live to be younger or live forever. I'm doing it so while I am alive, I have a bit of energy and my muscles are strong and my bones are strong and my blood is good. Mm. Because I have to carry this body around with me every day. I have to wake up with it. I have to sleep with it. Yeah, you're not too bad. You have two feet to help you there. I'm doing all right. I felt a little bit chubby and fat last week. Did you? Now, like, I'm doing all right. Let's say I'm 90 kilos. When I'm 85 kilos, I'm tip top shape when I'm 95 kilos I feel overweight and fat and there's not a problem that I've never had thanks be to God you're alright with yours no I've never had a problem with being fit and and strong and muscular I know you've never had a problem with being fit (laughs) (laughs) when's the last time you were Uh, in you were in the shape of your life uh, now right now is it? I What's feel, the shape? I feel good. I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit lazy this morning today, but I feel good. <laughs> so you have to feel good about yourself. If you don't feel good about yourself, you're giving up. Yeah. Ah, we all get tired. We all get lazy. We all get a bit hungry every now and again. <laughs> and that's the biggest problem, isn't it? When I was doing the MMA training, oh. I was like, so I would have been about 45 and I was in tip-top shape, but yeah. the training was three or four times a week and it was like it was enjoyable but it was intense yeah but yeah I had that body where I was like like you, know. you had it in the mind you felt it in the mind oh, did no, you I, had, I tell you I was rocking it I had the body now I'm not doing too bad I was I had a couple of cycles this week because uh, right. I had a groin strain I was trying to get out on the bike it wasn't happening done a bit of yoga a bit of cycling a bit of swimming in the sea and I, I, I find if I do a small bit regularly like a small bit every day, a yeah. half an hour, an hour every day, out on the bike or swimming or yoga. I feel that that's that's what works for me. Are you, do you feel you're missing out on something now if you don't do this on one day? I just feel I have a body type or a metabolism where if I don't train after about a week and a half, I yeah. feel like I'm a little bit not the shape or the body that I want to be in. So you feel, um, you're talking there being like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that, is it? No, but you know what I mean. Martin, you know... I'm if, not looking at Harris You know, if right you now. put on another four or five stone, you'd be going, I'm not really happy with this. No, I won't put on that kind of weight, but I remember the last time I'd done a, a, a nice bit of training, as you call it, was, well, when I say I dedicated myself to it, was years ago, yeah? And I went to the gym for like four months solid, every single day. And I have to say, I felt absolutely brilliant. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it, is, it, it is living proof that going to the gym can make you feel good body and mind but felt strong felt fit felt felt as good as I could ever feel the best I put it and I miss all that because now I'm just a down and out <laughs> <laughs> no look I think to get back to that 
The hardest bit is starting. The hardest bit is getting off the couch. That first step. That first Making step. that first step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the hardest bit is going going down and paying for your six months subscription. I know um, I know people now who go to the gym literally almost every day and they love it. And I give them credit for it because it's it's like it is brilliant. But then, just, Anyone, like, just like the supplements, some people do it to yeah. excess. Yeah, that's true. But anybody that has that kind of determination in them, like it's brilliant to be honest about it. I'd love to be able to do it myself to say the truth. If I could do, do maybe half of what they do or a quarter, I'd be happy. Yeah, I think like, what's that phrase? Comparison is the teeth of joy. I think all you need to do is what you need to do. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because ah, yeah, if you're looking that. at somebody else going, he's doing 50 press-ups, I should be able to do 60. No, I wouldn't. Um, I'd never compare myself like that. If I was in a gym this minute now, I'd be happy enough doing just what I'm able to do. Like whatever amount of laps in the pool whatever a bit of time on the treadmill, maybe a light bit of weights, that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be interested in going excessive with anything like, yeah. or even, as I said, looking over somebody else, what they're doing, no way. She could do big damage to yourself. It's the job for the head, though. It's that, And that's like, for me, it'd be head force and then the body just comes along with it. But if you get the, if you do exercise or you get out and you do whatever it is, climb a mountain, cycle, go for a swim. Well, put it so your body can't make up your mind, it's your head that has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man The fucking so you're completely, you're completely, The you're body completely can't lost. make up the mind Is your head has to do that <laughs> Fuck me So the head tells the body where to go What to do Oh man That's the oh, That's why goodness. I do this podcast I like that. That's the beauty of it So that's how it is Dean anyway With the, with the exercising thing Yeah I'd love Me to man be- and dad are going Three days a week as much as they can. I had them. I had them. Go, I had them a personal trainer. Right. Had a guy, Shawnee Kinsley, me mate, coming over to them in the apartment and doing it. But they just weren't on his vibe. Right. You know what I mean? And vice versa. So they left it for a while, and then they they're going. When to they this, say on his vibe, was Johnny being Johnny? Too tough you know, on Johnny. He was on this podcast. He's so Johnny's, fucking, Johnny's a bit mad, so he'd be Johnny's full on. He like, probably wouldn't realize how tough he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, everyone. Yeah. Press ups, come on! My man's yeah. like seventy odd years of age. Going, fuck off! <laughs> oh, probably, probably following Shawnee around the gym with a handbag, <laughs> looking at Shawnee made uh, tired, making swipes. <laughs> <laughs> but three days a week, they're going to the gym and swim here in in Ballymun. My dad does a bit of the gym, couple of the machines, goes in for a swim. My man's in doing the aqua aerobics, and I'm telling you, seventy five years it old, it has transformed them. Their appearance. Yeah. Like, literally, it's knocked 10 years off me, ma. But our smile, our happiness, our joy, our eyes are lit up. But isn't it it good to see old people doing this? Don't be calling me ma, old. No, I don't mean, I don't mean your mom is all the same. (laughs) I'm saying old people. (laughs) I'm talking about your ma. Elders, let's call them elders. (laughs) But uh, it's great. It's good motivation, to be honest about it, when you see older people doing what to do like that there. But what does it take for the younger generation to get out and do the same thing? I'm talking about myself, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you just need to buy the ticket. Yeah? Yeah, you just need to go down and put your hand in your pocket and throw 300 quid on the counter and go, but right, I'm going to join this gym. I think that's probably the easy bit, though. It's the workouts that's the hardest. Martin, I think you're like me, your concrete pockets, once you spend the money, you're going to commit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you go, those fuckers have my money, yeah. I'm not torn it up. So it's true that you can peel large in your pocket, then, is it? <laughs> With a boxing glove on. <laughs> So, Sean, you haven't seen him in a while anyway. How's he's he keeping? He's doing really good. I love Sean. I have a lot of time for him. He's, um, a, he's, a, he's a serious inspiration, isn't he? Isn't he? Absolutely. 
Um, without the, giving too much to about the, his life out because he's talked about yeah, to see the achievements. he's working with some serious people are just getting the benefit of his wisdom of his energy of his uh, energetic spirit and more power to him um, it's brilliant that well, and all that he has achieved like he can open up see the story you were talking about biographies like yes. I'm, I'm I'd be on the side of people encouraging him to yeah. write his biography he keeps diaries and all that as, as he mentioned on the podcast when we interviewed him to write his life story because he for me is one of those biographies from this community that I would make a film out of I would make one of those films that you were talking about Richie Valens I think um, about, about Shawnee Kinsley about Sean Kinsley I think he has been and probably will continue to be a good influence to a lot a lot of people and obviously, anyone who doesn't know him probably doesn't know what we're talking about. Well, people but listen back listen back to the Shawnee Kinsley episode that we I was recorded. Say that. People got to know his story, they, they don't understand what we're talking about. And Martin, I'm going to throw uh, some bouquets of flowers at you as well. You're also, like, you're in that role. Because I remember sitting down with you in your caravan and we were looking at statues of Padre Pio and all this type of stuff. And you were looking at them going, they're my heroes. You, for me, are falling into that role. The, the more courageous you are, even though this podcast is a courageous thing, and you might you might put it down or you might belittle it or you might sideswipe, which I do all the time. People pay me compliments all the time and I kind of sideswipe because, you know, you don't. We, we don't have a culture of going, yes, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And what I, what I do is really good. But yeah. what I'm saying to you now, just like what Shani's doing is good work, you're doing good work. I'm blushing now, Dean, you know that? But that's all right. That's, that's, you know it's why okay you're blushing? Because blush. you're alive. It's okay to blush. No, Dean, I don't like taking praises for absolutely anything like that, honestly. I do like to give credit where it's due, all right? There's no doubt about that. We don't like to that. take it where it's due. Well, I can't, I'm not exactly saying that, but I said before, all praises go to God, no matter what we do in life. Absolutely. That's the way I see it. Maybe not everybody sees things like that. Me... That's the way. I, that's that's my. Yeah, the way I say my is way of giving gratitude. The way I say is it's all love. It's all love. It's yeah, all absolutely. God. It's all love. It's all whatever you think. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's definitely not all me. The stuff I do is definitely not all me. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, we can do things that um, me for me anyway. I've often done things that takes, uh, and I'm not talking about a podcast or like stuff like that. I've often done things in my life that um, I know there's a higher power involved, like divine intervention. And I've, it, it's happened to me numerous times, whereas things in this world we just cannot do on our own, simple as. Now, I know everybody might look at things like that, but that's, that'd be my life and that'd be my experiences, where I know as a natural fact there's things I've done in my life that I would never, I would never probably do or achieve in any way without... Without the help of God, or without the help of somebody else, and, and, that's, I'm, that's, and I'm and I'm also um, I'm grateful also that I recognise that. But what I was saying was also from the help of other people, and I wasn't being short or glib to say I'd love to help you doing the the, the camper van. I might know what I'm doing, but at least I can be there. But I find when you collaborate with other people in your life, 
there's so much to be gained from it. Like, I couldn't do a Travel Around the Country Band podcast. I was, yeah, go on. I couldn't do this podcast on my own because it just wouldn't work. Well, it only do, works when the two of us. Well, you couldn't do it with two countrymen because. We'd have to change the name. It'd be, it'd be two countrymen, not I do another one with a country fella, but it's a different podcast. <laughs> I know that. I only do but this be, one with be, you. It wouldn't be a countryman and a traveler and a countryman then, would it? But you know what I mean? It'd be a countryman and a countryman. <laughs> Uh, it only works because the two of us collaborate because we work together because I get a bit from you and I give you a bit and vice versa yeah but Dean as long as you know who's boss I'm okay with that well <laughs> I've accepted the contract <laughs> there's only one boss here uh, Martin my uncle used to say that in England he said there's only one boss in this house yeah and I'm not afraid of her <laughs> and, it's the man, and it's the man above wearing a dress yeah <laughs> he's good <laughs> Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. There is there is one boss It's you And then there's another boss It's your wife Or it's You know It's my girlfriend And then there's another boss It's that higher power Look There's always somebody In this life Who have to answer to No matter <laughs> yeah, who they yeah, are yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't care what Any ego what, I don't care what type of egos We have Or who we think we are Where we come from There's always somebody We're going to have to answer to For some reason or another. We like no to what. think There's not sometimes though huh? We like to think Yeah well, we like to uh, Let people think We like to, fa- <laughs> we like to fantasize Yeah 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 Going around like the big I am Yeah huh? I can do what I want we got, we've, we've got this chip On the shoulder here Haven't we Yeah <laughs> Unless you get the tip on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you get reeled back in. Come yeah. here, you. Yeah. You tick. Uh, some good ones, though. I was out uh, I was out with my girlfriend at a gig, and I was all hyper. And it was a lovely moment where she just calmed me down. She just says, just come back in here for a second. So you were in the fighting mood, were you? No, we're not fighting. Just I was out just being hyper. I can get a bit hyper sometimes, you know what I mean? Full of energy and laughing and dancing and bleeding, hugging everybody. And she was there to calm me down, wasn't she? She was just going, come in she here. She was there to tell you, Dean, come on, cop yourself on here, will you? <laughs> Relax here. An hour and a half is enough. You're embarrassing me, Dean, are you? <laughs> no, I don't think it was embarrassing. It was just like, enough is enough. Relax. Yeah? Yeah. She knew when to put the damper on, didn't she? <laughs> and then you knew who was boss. She knew when to reel it back in. <laughs> I haven't always known that. You know what I mean? You know when you're in, in that position. So did she lay down the law? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. But you know in your life where you're running around and you think you're, you can do what you want and you're invincible. You know what I mean? I've never really talked that thing. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. Tell me about it. Go on. Oh, you're getting a little <laughs> set, better set myself up there. But there's a moment in your life where you realise, oh, just calm, calm the ham. Yeah. Chill out there, relax. How many moments in your life when you're glad someone told you to yeah, 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 yeah. cop yourself on, that's yeah. it. Don't wear that jumper, you, sh- you look stupid <laughs> yeah, wearing that. Them shoes and suit you. Shave that moustache off, will you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Go in and comb your hair there, will you? <laughs> There's um, always something, huh? But then again, that's why we say we're not perfect, isn't it? Yeah, what's the phrase you use? He's cracking up. Uh, he's cracking up. <laughs> what's it? Crawgy Subli, he's cracking up. Say the force were Prodgy. Crawgy, crawgy. Crawgy. Yeah. Oh, he's cracking Star, up. Star, look at the Subli. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lovely hey, one. Much say, let's get away from around him. <laughs> <laughs> let's get away from around Leave him. him. <laughs> Let him do his own thing. He looks better on his own. <laughs> He's, oh, he's doing well enough uh, digging a hole for himself yes. there. He doesn't need any help <laughs> he from us. He doesn't need me in the picture. <laughs> oh my God. It's uh, a beauty. It's the Grandal studio here now, isn't it? It's a lovely little spot here. Lovely, I'd yeah. love to, to uh, hook you up with somebody uh, knows the old guitar, doesn't mind singing a couple of bleeding uh, Woody Guthrie songs, a couple of ballads, a couple of country Dean, songs. As long as it's somebody who just does what they're told, everything is, everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you don't need you don't need anyone else in your life telling you what to do. No, absolutely not. I think you need someone to collaborate with you. I think that would be stunning. And then to sort of give you back your senses, kind of. Well, no, no, just someone, someone else to work with. Uh, so then you could rock out on stage at the live show and go introduce yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the stage, Martin Strokes. Meow. And the fella comes out with the guitar, and then you come out. And the spotlight goes on. Wow. The music starts. Wow. And you start to sing. Yeah. And the audience feel the energy. Yes. And where did the check? Who writes the check? <laughs> <laughs> They've already paid uh, 15 quid. And quillion. just as well, we hand out free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> be no free tickets at the next one. The next one will be in the evening. It'll be fully paid. <laughs> we, we give out free tickets. We got a, a, lot, a lot of people turn up here. Thank you very much. <laughs> No, that was just the Lord of Main. That's like the sugar lumps at the start. Yeah, yeah. Feed, to get them in. With the well, that's like the cocaine and the Coca Cola. We get, your, we get them all hooked. Your, you have your ways of, of dragging people in, Dean, don't you? Absolutely. It's like fishing for pike, is it? Put bait, the best, put put the the best bit of meat on the on the hook, <laughs> <laughs> and then throw it on the sandwich afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Poor old pike. The fella standing on the side of the liffy and he's shouting, "Me mate, me mate, me mate's at the falling in the water." The guard runs over and jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> me mate, yeah. How was this ham sandwich? It's a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> And the guard all the guard jumps over the water. Do you want a hand to clear out? <laughs> oh. uh, lovely. Anyway, that's I think that's us. Uh, episode 43. I really enjoyed that one. It was nice because uh, it's raining and your energy was a little bit low. But I think the banter and the crack is what brings you alive. Well, look at the good side of it. I'm homeless. I got in out of the rain for an hour. <laughs> so that's the benefit I got today. <laughs> Yeah, they're romanticising about every bleeding uh, rock star and, and yeah. Hollywood superstar. Yeah, well, I said that everybody has a story. Yeah, it's lovely. What I was thinking about there was actually um, the story of us, the story of this podcast, the story of people like Shani. Those stories are in your own community. You know what I mean? So all you have to do is look out the window and chat to people, get talking. And that's the power of this podcast. The stories are in the people. And we have now an opportunity to invite people into this space Invite that tinsmith fella that you're talking about yes. that you're going to get in. Invite a singer in. Invite an old politician in and whoever to share their stories. Because the sharing of the stories is where we find the connection and the commonality. And we all realise that none of us have all the answers and we're all being guided by something else that's bigger than us. Well, it's a chat and a bit of crack at the same time, isn't it? So that's how it is. Episode 43, yeah? Episode 43. Okay. Traveller and the Countryman podcast. Very good. See you on the road, lads. So that's us for this episode. Traveller and a Countryman podcast. If you like it, let us know. Share it around. And uh, should we see you on the road?